did this. What can wash away my sin? And what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Sing that again. And what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. All my hope and peace. This is all my hope and peace. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the One through six says, Praise ye the Lord, praise God in sanctuary. Praise him in the ferment of his power. Praise him in the mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellence, greatness. Praise him with the sound of trumpet. Praise him in the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest friend, but only trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone. Christ alone. Cornerstone. Weak may strong in the Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord. 
His face I rest on His unchanging grace In every high and stormy gale My anchor holds within the veil Christ Savior's love through the storm. He is the Lord, Lord of all. When He shall come. When He shall come with trumpet sound. Only then I in Him be found Dressed in His righteousness alone Fullness I stand before the throne Christ alone Cornerstone Weak made strong In the same Thessalonians 4, 14 through 17 says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will bring God, will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are all alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we be ever with the Lord. See your face. Thank you. 
planets are in motion and galaxies are bright. We are amazed in the light of the stars. It's all proclaiming who you are. You're
disciples to go out to make disciples. God, I thank you for all that you've done for us. God, I thank you for blessing us with these wonderful talents, God, to use for you and just worship your glorious name. God, I thank you for so much that you do for us. Forgive us of all our many sins. In your name I pray. Amen. This song just has the best message in it. The first time I heard it, I thought, oh, our world today If you don't have Jesus in your heart, you just don't know what you're missing. 
And I thought this is the best way to witness to somebody. Just ask them, where would you be? Where would you be had Jesus come just five minutes ago? I know where I'd be. I'd be right up there with him. Let me gain my composure because I'm going to sing this song today because it's got the best message in it. Y'all just pray for me. Just listen to it through my shaking voice. This morning's front page headline reads, Disaster strikes once more. The writing on the wall is just too great to be ignored. Floods and earthquakes everywhere, violence plagues our land. The last days are upon us. Christ coming is at hand. Where would you be had Jesus come back five minutes ago? Would you still be here alone and lost without hope? He will return as a thief in the night. Will you be taken or left behind? Where would you be had Jesus come back five minutes ago? This lost and dying world must face the judgment seat one day. They're hanging in the balance for this crime they must pay. Refusing to accept God's grace How could they be so blind? The sand is quickly pouring through The hourglass of time Where would you be Had Jesus come back five minutes ago? Would you still be here alone and lost? Without hope, he will return as a thief in the night. Will you be taken or left behind? Where would you be had Jesus come back five minutes ago? Mother nature, father time won't stop or change God's plan. The prophecies have been fulfilled. He's coming back again. Where would you be had Jesus come back five minutes ago? Would you still be here alone and lost without hope?
Thank you, Miss Denise, and uh, thank you to the youth that helped lead the youth-led service uh, this morning. Go ahead and open your Bibles this morning to the book of Matthew, chapter 5. Last week, we talked about worry. That's chapter 6, a bunch in chapter 6, which is called the Sermon on the Mount. Great passage, chapter Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is what it's famous about. I just wanted to back up one chapter and just talk about this this morning. And that is, beatitude is an attitude. Beatitude is an attitude. And that's what we call those first few verses of the Sermon on the Mount. And I'm just going to look at the first couple of verses. And let's stand together and stretch your legs, read God's Holy Word together. Just going to read a couple of verses right here in Matthew chapter 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time to share your word, and may we draw strength from this passage in how how to be the best light, the best Christian, the best uh, representative for you that we can be. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for honoring his word, just standing. Get that blood flowing again. Get it flowing again. Uh, So a lot of things happen. Again, I want to say since, uh, matter of fact, I was asking Caleb, what do I need to do? And and, uh, and he he was drawing out his uh, little schedule. and, And, of course, Norman said, well, can I do anything? And Dina said, well, can I do anything? And... He said, no, y'all just rest. We, us youth are trying to have it. So if uh, they tried their very best to, to, to put us, uh, let us sit, and, uh, and I appreciate them uh, doing their very best, using their talents for the Lord. And uh, matter of fact, uh, we'll be, next Sunday be back in the normal routine. Miss Barbara be cracking the whip on the choir. And uh, so get the choir going. Brother Norman back behind the big podium. And uh, get it all up there. So just uh, appreciate them. I don't want to brag on them. They do have an invitation uh, hymn at the end of the message. Looking forward uh, to them sharing that. Looking at this, beatitude is an attitude. And I just want to tackle verse 3, 4, and 5 real quick. And just as you see in your outline, I hope you picked up a bulletin on the way in. And guest, uh, if you're here, uh, thank you for being here. And to any guests, and I hope and pray that... Uh, you filled out a guest card. If you haven't filled one out next time, just have it get us a chance to contact you, let you know we appreciate you being here. Uh, but always, when you come in, if you haven't uh, uh, got a lot of things for you uh, that you can connect with us, of course, the bulletin has a lot of great information in it. Got our website. Uh, also, all of our services are recorded, usually on our Facebook page and also our YouTube channel. Yes, a little old country church in the middle of Ashley County in the, in the middle of a cornfield can have a YouTube channel. And so we do. And so all of our services are, morning services are videoed and, uh, put on there. So it's pretty neat. Uh, and so, uh, say, y'all will go worldwide. Y'all are going worldwide after today. All right. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. As I looked at this passage in the next few verses that go with this, what I was thinking of was this. I was thinking about how, how can I take this and apply this to me this morning? 
basically, I just want to break down and, and really see if uh, Kenneth can keep up with me this morning. The poor in spirit, what is it? It's broken before God. Look at the next verse. Okay, verse 4. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Basically, this is, that is, I'm broken before others. Okay? Then the meek, <clears throat> blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is what I call surrender by choice. Alright? So just flying through these real fast, and I want to take this, excuse me, this message that Jesus is sharing, and I want to, how can you and I use this? That this attitude that I ha- that I need to have, I call this very first three, four, and five a servant attitude. All of these things are by choice. If you don't, if you don't feel like I'm broken before God, or I'm broken before others, or that I'm surrendering by choice, if you don't feel that way, it it's not because well God hadn't led me. This is a choice. Or say I'm not gifted in that area. This is a choice. Attitude is a choice. It's a choice that you make. And so just quickly looking at the poor in spirit, basically saying, when you say I'm poor in spirit, saying, God, that I am, before your presence, I'm broken. Before you, I don't feel worthy. You can call this humility. You can call this being humble. But poor in spirit, again, is a choice. And also this, that I need you, God. When you say, blessed are the poor, I need you. One day I'll have a great inheritance, but until then, I need you while I am here. The next passage is, they that blessed are they that mourn. Now, I channeled this, and just looking at this, this is, why would any Christian be mourning? Why would any Christian be mourning? Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall... Who's going to comfort them? Well, we know who the ultimate comfort is. It comes from Jesus Christ. He, he gives the peace that passes all understanding. I tell you, the reason, there's two reasons, two main reasons Christians mourn today. You mourn because of your heart, your own heart. I've been, I, I mourn because of my sin. I also mourn and I'm heartbroken because of other sin. If I see somebody else struggling in a sin, struggling in some area, I mean, should, I mean, we think, well, I mean, this is the backslidden attitude or the lost attitude. I see what they're going through. They're getting exactly what they deserve. That's right. They're getting exactly what they deserve. And whatever it is, you say somebody was drinking and driving and crashed and now they're lame or limping around for the rest of their life. Well, they got exactly what they deserve. That's right. They got it. No, no. The Christian attitude, we ought to be heartbroken. And that's an easy example to use. Say somebody did something, made a bad choice, and consequences. Boom! Consequences. A backslidden or a lost attitude serves them right. Serves them right. They get exactly what they... But... A Christian's attitude, and you look at the principles throughout God's Word, the Christian attitude is what? I'm heartbroken because of what they're having to go through. I'm just devastated. I I feel horrible for them. You see the difference there? That's a big difference between attitudes. And again, these attitudes are a choice. Blessed are they that mourn. So two reasons to mourn. 
because of my own sin and because of other sin. I see somebody else what they're going through. So am I am I mourning because of these things? The the last one on this servant attitude is I call it blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. The, well, guess what? The meek is this. The meek is is this is a great thing. The meek means that you could stand up and claim something. You could stand up and demand something. You could stand up and say, that's mine. You could stand, I've worked hard for this. But a meek attitude is always lifting others up. A meek attitude is always putting others ahead of yourself. A meek attitude means I will take the back seat. I will do without so you can have more. I will put you ahead of myself. I want you to be happy even if I'm sorrowful. I want you to be successful even if I'm unsuccessful. Because if you put yourself last on this earth, if you put yourself last, say, I will give up my rights. I will give up my preferences so you can have your way. But guess what happens when you get to heaven? Boom! <laughs> Guess what I get? I'm going to get a, a... The Bible says they that are last, when we get to the kingdom of heaven, when we get to where Jesus is on the throne, did you know that the Bible says for Christians, and I think it's relating to those who choose this attitude, who choose to be faithful to the Lord and say, I'm going to do my... I'm going to be sold out for Jesus. And you put everybody ahead of you. The Bible says it's very plainly, we shall rule and reign with Him. It says it. So when's that going to happen? Yeah. Um, I may be just faithful enough that in the millennial reign, God will put me over a hayfield. <laughs> Praise the Lord, i got a hayfield to look after. That's all I got, you know, so maybe, and maybe God puts you over a whole town, a whole nation. I don't know, but the Bible says very plainly, and it's not figurative, it's literal. We shall rule and reign with Christ. That's now how? I don't know the details. I'm just going to accept God's Word. I don't know how exactly He's going to divvy up the responsibility. So if all I get in millennial reign, which is, hadn't happened yet, is a hayfield or a hay meadow, well then, praise the Lord, I'll look after that oak tree in the middle of it, okay? And whatever I get. If I get a town or if I get this, but I'm saying... What does God over... Now, this is just one verse. Over and over, what does God ask us to do? Put others ahead of ourselves. Lift other people up. Pray for their success. Pray for them to be close to God. To be that example. So that's a servant attitude. Next, verse 6. This is, is Hey, you think... I mean, servant attitude is great. It's just going to get better from here. Verse 6, okay? Everybody's keeping up. Alright, verse 6 says this, Blessed are they, I call this a seeking attitude, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Well, I got thirsty yesterday. Uh, for some reason, uh, Taylor and Caleb wanted to run a 5K with 10 big, huge blow-up obstacles. They called it Insane Inflatable Race. We went to Little Rock yesterday and ran that thing. And uh, it was crazy. We we were running, and, and 
uh, 95 degrees and 95% humidity. There was, ran into Trina Lawhorn. She was working a water station. She, I, was, I was glad to see her. Before I gave her a hug, I got a drink first, though. She's handing out water. And, uh, you know, it was hot. And I was, I was really, really thirsty whenever I got to that water station. And, uh, and I was so thankful for that. But this is a spiritual thirst. Blessed are they at hunger and thirst after being right with God. Uh, this is what you should seek, uh, and I call this an example. And what are you seeking? Head to Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, and then we'll look at a passage there real quick, then we'll look at a passage in chapter 3 real quick. Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. The Bible says, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. And he's sending this guy named Timothy, and notice how he describes him. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Verse 21. I'm fixing to break this down. I love it. I'm just going to make this like, like us country folks talk. Verse 21. Most people always are looking out for what they want. Not the things that are Jesus Christ. You know, that's what that says, verse 21. I've got a man named Timothy. He's not like other people. That's what verse 20 says. He's not like other people. Most people, verse 21, most people at church in the world, I don't care if you're a Christian, I don't care if you've been a member of this church 500 years, most people look out for number one. Most people yeah, some, ah, I like to get my way every now and then. <laughs> that's, but that's it. But, but what is Paul saying about this guy? He's not most people. Not the things, for all seek their own, not the things that are Jesus Christ. Verse 22, and he finishes up. You know the proof of him that as a son with a father, he has served with me in the gospel. So he, that's a cool example. And he puts other people ahead of himself. Cool example, chapter 3. In my Bible, just one just one page over. Chapter 3, verse 12. Not as though I'd already attained. This is what I'm seeking. What are you after this morning? I follow that I may apprehend that which I'm also apprehended of, which is Jesus Christ. All right? Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. I haven't got it yet. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, stop right there. Stop right there. Forgetting those things. Does that mean that you are uh, supposed to click on the amnesia button when we uh, become Christians and forget about all of our past mistakes? No, I haven't read anywhere in the Bible it talks about an amnesia button. There's not a button that... You, Forgetting those, it, it literally means put it, putting the past in the past. It means learning from it. It means growing from it. Forgetting those things which are... And Paul knew this. He said, man, I persecuted the church of God. I put people in jail. I had them killed. Man, I was I was cheering them on whenever they killed Stephen. I was holding the, the all the jackets and everything everybody had. And y'all, get them, boy, get them. And they killed Stephen right in front of Paul. 
He's a great Christian guy. Right there in front of Paul, I think because of Stephen's attitude, and this sermon's about an attitude, beatitude is an attitude, Paul saw Stephen's attitude, and he never, never could shake it. People are watching your attitude. Matter of fact, the brightest, you ready for this? The brightest light and the best thing about promised land or the worst thing about promised land is going to be what attitude do you have when the devil throws you a curveball? What attitude will you have? Because, folks, I've preached this before. When you get your way, that's not when you find out how kind of Christian you are. You want to know what kind of Christian you are? When you don't get your way. That's when you find out what kind of Christian you are. Because, oh boy, anybody can be a Christian when everything's going smoothly. Anybody can be a Christian when everything's going your way. I'm going to ask you very quickly, how's your attitude and what kind of Christian are you when everything falls apart? When you're not getting your way. And so that's what we look at in this, these two great examples. So I'm trying to apprehend Jesus and reaching for Him. Press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So that's what I call the seeking attitude. Head on back to our text if you... <clears throat> Have that Bible open, or you're just following on the screen, either one. Look, look at the next few verses. Matter of fact, I've, I've, because I wanted to bring up something first, I've reversed some of these. Before I get to verse 7, I'm going to bring up verse 8. But by the way, by the way, I call this, and it's in your bulletin, you must fill up with verse 6 before you can have 7 through 9. So if you have your Bible open, or if you're following along, if you want verses 7 through 9, if you want that, you got to fill up on 6, or you can hang it up. <laughs> you can forget getting verses 7 through 9. You won't get 7 through 9 if you don't fill up on 6. You've got to fill up on 6 first. Blessed are they are hunger and thirst. I want to be right with God. I want to apprehend Jesus. He's the most important thing. He's my priority. He's number one in my life. If that's not the case, you won't get 7 through 9. So let's, for right now, skip 7 and go to 8. 8 is what I call not a fake. 8 is not a fake. Basically this, verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart. You know what that means? I don't have any ulterior motive in my heart that if, if uh, and I can, and I can guarantee you, I can say this for the for the ten years I've been here at Promised Land. If I've hurt your feelings or if I upset you, never meant to, because why? My heart is not even in my wiring, man. I just. How in the, I'm, I'm thinking, how can I upset Miss Barbara Jones? <laughs> how can I upset her? Did you, do you wake up thinking that? Do you wake up having that goal? Do you wake up wanting? See, but we don't. See, a real Christian is not a fake. I mean, you can think, well, how can I upset Steve Collins? I'm just going to go out of my way 
to make Steve Collins mad at me. <laughs> no, because why? Blessed are the pure in heart. Somebody says your motive is pure. It doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean you don't mess up. It means my heart's right with God and, and still I'm serving Him to the best of my ability. And when you mess up, just say, please forgive me. Please, I messed up before you. And so that's a pure in heart. So that's, I, hey, listen. If your heart's not right, if, it, if your motive is not right, then you're not going to get seven. Take a look at seven. Seven is this. Blessed are the merciful. The merciful just means this. It means I don't retaliate. When somebody throws, and I mentioned this a little bit later, when somebody throws a spear at you, you don't throw it back. When somebody merciful, I could I could come back, I could be angry back to you, I could retaliate, but merciful means I, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. The merciful, God's mercy is this. We've often talked about what is grace and mercy. Grace is what? Giving us something we don't deserve. What's mercy? Not giving us what we do deserve. You know, and I've seen people that... I say, man, I could say something just really mean or smart out of me, but the best thing to do is just... and not say anything at all. Look at verse 9. And this is uh, verse 9, just again an attitude. Blessed are the peacemakers. I mentioned this Wednesday night, and uh, you might not have been here Wednesday night for our study. I kind of gave them a, a preview. When you walk in a room, do you bring a smile or a scowl? Now, that's there's two ways to look at this verse. And there's two ways to look at that statement. Whenever I walk into a room, how do I come into it? Do I, or do, you know, do you have a smile on your face? And when you walk into a room, because of my light, because of my example, because of the way you live your life, the way you live your life, how can I repeat that enough? When you walk into a room, people will either go or Man, I'm glad to see them. I'm excited about seeing them. Because of why? The way you conduct your life speaks volumes. Your your attitude, your choices, the way you live before others. Your, especially the way we react to the world. So when you walk into a room, you literally bring a smile or a scowl. Blessed are the peacemakers. It means somebody that's always seeking to share the peace that can only come from Jesus. It doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes or we don't mess up, but it means this, that I'm seeking to bring peace in my home and in other people's lives. And I pray that that's you. So that's that's pretty cool in looking at these, what I call the sincere attitude. All right, finally, lastly, a selfless attitude. Uh, 10 through 12, Jesus is finishing what again is called 
the Beatitudes. Uh, blessed are they, blessed are they, blessed are they. And that does mean happy. And some Bibles translate that happy. It does mean that. So blessed, happy are they, happier. That's pretty cool. You also feel complete. There's a completeness there. Blessed, complete, happy, fulfilled. There's a couple other synonyms. So it goes on and on. Finally, 10 through 12. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the part that I alluded to earlier about blessed are they that are persecuted. But notice it says for righteousness sake. It doesn't mean that, uh, again, if, uh, if I, uh, if I, if I just throw a fit, if I just throw a fit and, uh, man, did, I didn't get this my way. I didn't do this, man. I'm just throwing a fit. I'm complaining about the world and, and you come up to me and say, Brother Michael, why in the world are you so angry? Why in the world are you so upset? You need to get it together. You need to be a better example. Quit throwing a fit. Quit being so angry, Brother Michael. You're setting a bad example for everybody. And I could say this. Well, pfft, since I'm the pastor, that's, I'm, you're getting on to me. You're persecuting me. Now, blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness' sake. See, you're you're trying to you're trying to help me out. You're trying to say, Michael, you're not you're not setting a good example. You lost your temper. You went off on somebody. Why'd you do that? So if I go up to you and say, Man, what what'd you do that for? What you're going? You say, Well, Nat, you're persecuting me. No, no, no. But if somebody goes up to me and and belittles me or runs me down because I I preach the word or because I stood for a truth. Then I just need to say, well, I don't need to throw spears back. I don't need to throw spears back. I just need to say, well, I mean, I'm just trying to do what's in the Bible. It's what I'm trying to stand on, God's holy word, for righteousness' sake. For righteousness' sake. Look at at verse 11. Okay? Then it goes on to say... Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. And this simply means whenever you're falsely accused, do two things. Let God handle it. And also let God handle it in your heart. Uh, If somebody falsely accuses you of something that you didn't do, then you need to say, you can say, well, no, I didn't do that. But what if you can't change their mind? Then you just need to let God handle it. And then also handle it and let the Lord handle it in your heart. And say, hey, God, help me to always put you first and do what's right. Lastly, verse 12. Rejoice. And be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. I want to end with this thought this morning. Why me and why not me? Why me and why not me? The thought, the thought is this. Uh... A lot of times whenever the world just 
gets us all upset. A lot of times when uh, we have flat tires everywhere, (laughs) a lot of times when things break down in life, we say, why me? Why me, Lord? Uh, We get a bad diagnosis from the doctor. Why me, Lord? Why me? Whenever the the right attitude, because and there's nothing wrong with saying why me. Even Job did that. I, I can't figure out what I've done. I what that? I don't know. I don't understand. Nothing wrong with saying God. I don't understand. Well, what if you had this attitude, Lord? If you're going to send a plague or a bad day to somebody. Send it to me and not to somebody else. Because maybe by me going through a difficult time, I can be a witness to them. I've seen people before, uh, as a child of God, get uh, a bad diagnosis from the doctor. Or maybe something happens and they end up in the hospital. And you know what they say? If I hadn't have got sick, I'd never been able to talk to that person. If I hadn't have got sick, I'd never been able to speak to this individual. I remember one time after my granddad was diagnosed with the throat cancer, larynx. And he got up to, and I'd never heard my granddad give his testimony before. But him going through that ordeal, he got up and he read, because uh, the Lord helped get him over the throat cancer. And uh, he read a scripture over there in James chapter 5, said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I said, man, I've never heard my granddad tell his story before. But he was able to get up and tell his story. Maybe the Lord's trying to give you an opportunity, no matter what the world throws at you, to be a witness and to have a servant attitude as we prepare for a hymn of invitation. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father... I thank you for this time, and I pray that you would help us to have the right kind of attitude, uh, because when we do, the world can see how we react, and and uh, we would have a witnessing opportunity. We'd have an opportunity to tell about what you mean to us and to share your love. And Father, that uh, you would... <clears throat> Give us a chance this week to speak to somebody. Help us to take it to heart. And help us to really grasp a hold of every opportunity that you give us. Father, just if anyone here needs to be saved this morning, needs to rededicate their life, now's the time. We ask all these things in your Son's most precious name. Amen. is mine Oh what a foretaste of glory divine Here of salvation 